bringing you inspiration and insights from leaders in the accounting, finance, and business worlds. This is the TSCPA Talks podcast. I'm your host, Jared Booth. Today we're talking with Mark Burnett, a partner with LBMC's Information Security Division. He's a CPA and a cybersecurity expert uh, with too many other professional credentials to name right now. Uh, but Mark will be presenting at TSCPA's inaugural cybersecurity conference, which is on November 7th. Um, he's a graduate of Carson Newman University, where, fun fact, he was a place kicker on the football team, and he received his Master's of Accountancy from the University of Tennessee. Hi, Mark. How are you doing? I'm doing fine. Thanks for having me today. So first, let's just start off. Uh, tell us a little bit about your journey to becoming a CPA. Where'd you grow up? How'd you find out about accounting, get interested in it? Yeah, sure. I, um, I grew up in East Tennessee, and um, I went to Carson Newman to get my undergraduate degree. And as a rising junior, you, you mentioned in the introduction, I, I played college football, and the NCAA requires that you declare a major. And um, so I had enjoyed, I really liked computers, but I had, I had enjoyed the accounting classes that I took. And I thought, you know, having an accounting degree will give me an underpinning, an understanding of how business works, and I can go wherever I want to go with it from a direction standpoint. And so that led me into uh, taking accounting and uh, getting an accounting degree. But then I had a problem. And the problem was when I graduated, I didn't really want to be a traditional accountant. And so I went to see my advisor and said, I have this problem. I have this degree that says I can be an accountant, and I don't want to be an accountant. And she said, well, I know that you really like computers. I had student taught some computer classes at Carson Newman. And she said, uh, UT has a Master of Accountancy program that has a focus in information systems. And so um, I ended up going there on a graduate teaching assistantship. And when I graduated from UT, Ernst & Young hired me to do IT audit. And that kind of started my career kind of on the cyber side. And uh, back then, the big six firms were each trying to build a cybersecurity practice. I was lucky enough, Ernst & Young had a mature one, and I began to learn from people who really knew what they were doing in cybersecurity. And so uh, quickly kind of transitioned from doing IT audit to doing more and more security-focused engagements for organizations around the Southeast. I was based in Nashville at the time. Uh, and, um, and then eventually, uh, Deloitte & Touche hired me to come and do a similar thing for Deloitte. And um, then after time, uh, I was hired by a client to actually go be their global head of security. And that's really when um, I went from being a consultant on security to actually owning the problem and trying to figure out how do you, how do you build a security program, how do you marshal the resources in an org organization to actually move the world forward and convince people to spend money and time on cybersecurity. And I learned a lot during that process. I bet. I bet. That's a, that's a really interesting process. And it's one of those things where just you fit into the timing of that industry really growing. That's correct. Yeah, that's right. It was, uh, you know, when, when we were starting at ENY, um, cybersecurity wasn't something organizations were thinking about. And so auditors were looking at it mainly because it was a what-if scenario back then. Um, but, of course, now it's not a what-if. It's, it's kind of a win-will. Yeah, yeah. So just on a day-to-day -day basis, what are the kinds of things you're doing with LBMC? Just take us through uh, a regular day, the, the types of things you're involved in. Yeah, there's, there's really uh, three major types of services that we're helping organizations with now. One is audit and compliance attestation type services, and these are for clients that um, have a security obligation they have to meet, such as HIPAA for organizations that are in the healthcare space, or uh, retail organizations have PCI, which is credit card security. Um, we have other clients that have cloud security requirements, and there's a, a certification called FedRAMP. 
Um, and then we have others that are on the government side that focus on FISMA, which is a federal security standard. And so in that case, what we're doing is we're actually going out into their organizations and performing an audit and then issuing an attestation report and, and giving them a certification indication of whether or not they're in compliance with the particular standard that we're assessing. Um, so that's, that's one capability that we're doing on a daily basis. The second is much more, comes from my history as a chief security officer, um, it's much more consultative and that's where we're helping organizations build, run, operate and manage their security programs. So it's everything from writing security policies, conducting risk assessments, um, to actually going through and conducting penetration testing or doing forensic work when an organization is concerned that maybe they've been breached in some way. And uh, so that's uh, really, in that case, we're coming alongside the organization and meeting them where they are. Many of our clients have a very mature security capability. They've got knowledgeable, capable leaders, but they need either staff augmentation or they need some supplemental support to their own skills. Um, and then some of our clients uh, don't have dedicated security resources, and that's where they need us to come in and really help them set a, set a standard. You know, say, hey, what, what should our bar be? What's reasonable and prudent for our organization? How do we manage risk effectively? And we kind of step in and become that security officer for the leadership team. That's really cool. That's great. So talk uh, directly to a CPA today who's uh, wondering about how best to protect their company's data maybe one of the companies that you work with that doesn't have that mature cyber you know, area yet, what steps should they be taking right now? Great question. Um, probably the most important thing is you can't protect what you don't know you have. And so one of the biggest things you have to do is you have to have an inventory of the systems and the data that you need to protect. And what I mean by data is each organization is going to have data it considers sensitive. It might be sensitive because it's governed by a law or regulation like HIPAA or PCI, something like that. Uh, or it might be sensitive because it's proprietary information. But in each case, that would be data the organization would want to protect. So they need to know where that data is, where it's stored in their environment, who's controlling it and managing it, and make sure that it's protected throughout the life cycle, not only when the organization has it, but when they pass it off to a third party. That's one of the big things is, you know, a lot of times most organizations these days have business relationships where they're having third parties that perform key services for them and they're handing data or they're giving a third party access to their systems that have this data and they need to make sure that those third parties are held to the same standard of security that they hold themselves to. So, so that's one of the key things is you have to know the sensitive data and systems that you have. Um, then secondly, because you, you, you're not going to be able to make, wave a magic wand and make all your security issues go away. The second thing you need to do is you need to conduct a risk assessment because a risk assessment is going to tell you where to direct your resources to have the biggest impact. And um, you know the highest risk areas are obviously where you want to start. You might find some things that are low-hanging fruit that can be quickly knocked off. Those are other quick wins, a good reason to start there, but you, you won't know those things unless you've conducted a risk assessment. And so again, to your question earlier, that's one of the things we spend a lot of time with the clients doing is really helping them conduct that risk assessment, find the sensitive data and systems, inventory those, and then put a plan in place for managing them in a reasonable way that fits with the organization's risk posture and their financial goals. That sounds like a really complicated job. <laughs> well, um, it, it, it's, it's a lot of fun. Um, we enjoy it. We're very, very blessed to have passionate, knowledgeable security resources that, uh, that can really plug in and, and help an organization. So at TSCPA's upcoming uh, cybersecurity conference, you'll be leading a session called How Not to Fail at Cybersecurity. So, you know, without giving away your whole presentation, 
what are, what are businesses doing wrong? What are they failing at with cybersecurity? Yeah, this session was really born out of the fact that we spend so much time working with organizations and, and we're seeing several situations where organizations have made, made investments in security. They've done certain things and it hasn't had the desired impact. And so this comes from our observations of saying, what went wrong? Why, you know, they, they, they meant well when they, they spent time and effort and they hired people and they did certain things on security, but they still got hacked, they still got breached. Why is that happening? And so um, what, what I've done is gone through and put together a list of items that organizations can be looking out for. It's warning signs that maybe you're not necessarily um, doing things either the right way or doing enough. And uh, so we're gonna spend some time talking through some of those key elements. And this is really gonna be focused on um, people in a senior leadership level. We're not gonna get into bits and bytes uh, of security. It's really gonna be more for as a senior executive team and you evaluating your organization. How can we be sure that the, the efforts that we are spending on security are having the right impact for our organization and, ha and, and getting our risk mitigated to an appropriate level? It sounds like something that companies, I mean, it's an evolving sphere, right? They don't necessarily know what they're doing wrong. In some cases, that's true. In other cases, organizations know where their risks are, but they need an objective perspective, maybe, you know, on, on how to manage it. And, and, and so that's, uh, for some of, some of our clients, that's the perspective we bring. And you're right, in other cases, it's a situation where they say, hey, we, we really need somebody to come in and help us steer the ship because, um, you know, we, don't, we either don't have the in-house capabilities or the, the resources to do it. So in your bio, another aspect of your job uh, says is to coach IT executives to articulate security issues in a way that will gain boardroom buy-in and financial support. That sounds like a pretty tricky task. What are some of the ways that you go about doing that? The big challenge of a security professional is that security doesn't increase revenues or reduce costs. And generally, most organizations are in the business to improve the bottom line. Right, And so the trick for many security professionals is how do I justify the existence of my team and my program to an organization who has, who has obligations to stakeholders? I learned a lot when I was a chief security officer for two publicly traded organizations. I learned a lot uh, and, and made a lot of missteps along the way on how to articulate that in a manner that business leaders would understand. And I think part of that is based on my, my background as a CPA, helps me understand a bit more about the trigger points that might appeal to senior business leaders who don't understand the, the geeky cybersecurity terms, but they certainly understand risk. And so um, a lot of it is coaching folks who may have come up in the IT world who are very knowledgeable in, K in IT, but they don't know how to translate that into business terms, coaching them on how to take what they know and put it in terms that their senior executives on the financial side will understand. That sounds like a very uh, necessary step sometimes. Um, you know, IT people aren't necessarily known for, for being able to translate that value proposition in a way, right? It has been a challenge for a long time, and I'm glad to say that um, the profession is getting better. They've had to, right? I mean, uh, just to, to, to continue to exist. And I think um, uh, people in security leadership roles have evolved a good bit, um, but it is still a challenge for some. And even then, um, even the, the best of us get into the situations where we forget about what drives a company is not investing in security. It's whatever the company's objectives are. And so, you know, how do you make sure that you're um, factoring those uh, obligations and, and objectives into your security program and then finding a way to tie your initiatives back to that so that a business leader can clearly see, hey, you know, by doing this in security, we're helping support these goals of the company. Sure. So obviously, you know, you've alluded to this, many large companies have been hacked recently. You know, it's gotten a lot of publicity. As an expert in the field, 
what do you think we can expect to see in the next year, year and a half? Are we going to keep seeing a lot of these large-scale hacks? Yeah, uh, we are. I think it, it, you're going to see that for, for several reasons. Companies are continuing to spend time and effort on this. Um, but uh, if you think about the way that we talk about it all the time in security is the bad guy only has to be right one time. The security people have to be right every time. And that's a challenge. And the second issue that we, come, we run into is that people uh, are often handling sensitive data or are in a position to grant access to systems. And humans make mistakes. Computers will perform the task the same way every time because they, they work the way they're programmed to, right? So if we program them right, they're going to operate the same way. People won't necessarily do that. Based on you know, how their morning went or environmental influences or factors, they may react differently in different situations. And a bad guy looks to try to take advantage of that through things like social engineering attacks where they try to dupe the person into providing information or clicking a link that would give the bad guy access to systems and data. And so for those reasons, it, the, the plight of the security professional is very challenging. And um, so uh, e even the best organizations who have, who have put good programs in place, have smart, capable people, and a, and a, and a mature function, uh, they still are susceptible to humans who make mistakes. And so uh, unfortunately, I do think we'll continue to see breaches uh, we know that uh, data is valuable, sensitive data that I talked about earlier, like you know, healthcare data, credit card data, uh, that type of thing, uh, personal information is valuable. And so for that reason, we can expect that the bad guys are still want to try to get their hands on it. So despite the best efforts of many organizations, these types of security issues are still plaguing companies. And that's why I really hope folks will join us in November at the Cybersecurity Conference so we can dig into some of these issues and talk about ways to stay ahead of the bad guys. Well, thanks for talking with us today, Mark. I really enjoyed it. I, I think I learned a lot. I think our members uh, learned a little bit. And um, we'll see you in November at the Cybersecurity Conference. Great. Thank you so much for having me. Sure hope to see everybody in November. And uh, we'll talk to you then. Stay secure. I want to thank Mark Burnett for being a part of today's podcast. And on behalf of the entire TSCPA team, thank you so much for listening. We'll talk with you again soon.